Hey everybody, this is Alex Barthet with AleanZone.com. Today we're going to talk about how to get your team to use project management software. Uh, let's get started. Hey everybody, uh, today we have Paul Worth with BuilderTrend. How are you doing today, Paul? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here. So where are you connecting uh, with us from? Uh, HQ of BuilderTrends in Omaha, Nebraska. Wow. What's the weather like in Omaha? You know, it's uh, it's not as great as yours uh, in Miami, but we're getting there. We're we're out of the cold and into the spring. It's not as warm as I'd like, but uh, I'm golfing tomorrow, so that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. We we the, love uh, Omaha. It's it's been a really good home for us for a lot of reasons, but the main reason we're here is that it's it's where myself, many of the early employees, and the three co-founders grew up. So made sense just to stick home. Sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what you do with Builder Trend and Builder Trend. Yeah. So my story is really interesting. I was the first employee of Builder Trend, and and um, really the first eleven or twelve employees. I think eleven out of twelve are still here at Builder Trend today. Uh, we started about thirteen years ago. Three of our co-founders uh, were friends throughout high school and, and college, and just sort of got together a year or two after college, uh, each bringing their own expertise to what was Builder Trends' uh, initial initial product. So essentially what we do uh, and what we started doing is we provide a project management and communication platform for the construction industry. Uh, we started out pretty focused on home builders, um, and then we've expanded over the 13 years to really focus on four segments within construction. So. Our main clientele are residential home builders, residential remodeling and restoration companies, specialty contractors, and that, that's a pretty big group. So that's window siding, roofing, landscaping, pool builders, kind of all the smaller uh, segments in one, and then commercial construction companies. So today, Build-A-Trend has about 15,000 clients in those four segments. We're in about 60 countries, mainly in North America, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, we've got about 400 plus employees here at Omaha, and uh, I think we're close to about a million daily users in Builder Trend. Wow, uh, that's pretty impressive. So yeah, it's been a lot of growth. We, uh, as as we were talking before we started to record, um, you and I both agree that trying that that there's an easy sell that that folks that don't use project management software should use project management software. But the harder thing that I, I hear from my clients uh, is, great, I'm sold, but I'm about to make this big investment. How do I get my team to start to use it and, and get all of the value that we can out of it? So what do you find uh, at BuilderTrend has worked and what hasn't worked uh, for the people that implement your solution. Yeah, that's a great point. I talk about it all the time. You know, my role at Builder Trend is the VP of Sales, and so myself and my team, uh, along with a fellow VP of mine, we run our sales division, and we do have an easier job than most because, to your point, Alex, we can point out four or five common um, problems that you have in this industry if you're not using a software like ours. That's like that's an easy thing to do. And so the next step is for a business owner is, like you said, great, I'd like to do this. I have it in my budget. Let's even put money aside. 
when do I find the time and how can I realistically get this implemented into my business with my employees? Now you have to imagine, uh, or you can imagine that everybody's different, right? So the profile of every company that comes to us uh, within the four segments or even within one of the segments is really different. The number of employees, the roles they have, what they're looking to get out of the system, their profiles relates to the number of jobs they do and the size of each job. And so it's a bit of a moving target. Uh, and so we have our customer success department, which is really the people who onboard and ongoingly support our clients. They have a tough job. They do a really good job of it, but it's very high touch. Okay. So uh, we really try to dig in for every new sign up we have and try to understand some of their motivators. But on the other side of the fence, as a business owner, if you've evaluated software, you go, great, I want to do this. Um, there are some things you can do to really mitigate some of the, the problems that, that typically arise when you're onboarding software. The first thing I would say is get the key stakeholders in your company involved from the beginning. So what I mean by that is like, don't go rogue as a business owner and go look for software of your own. And so say, this is great. Let's do this. And then just throw it at your project manager, office manager, estimator, salesperson, you know, whatever your setup is. You need to include those people from the beginning. And in addition to that, set goals for yourself. And so what I mean by that is, is like you're going to see a demo and you're going to think, wow, there's 10 things that we can get really good at by using this software. But it's unrealistic to, to implement all 10 things at once. And so really what you want to do before you look at any software is you want to say, what are our goals as a business? What are we trying to improve? And that might be 10 things, but you probably need to whittle those down to three. Uh, and so we actually help guide that conversation, too. We try to talk to all of our prospects and, in turn, our new clients. We, we have a term called desired outcomes. Pretty simple, right? Like, what are you trying to get out of a software? Or in a better way, what parts of your business are you trying to improve? Because, again, you can't improve it all. And so we talk about, are you trying to get more business? Great. Are you trying to do better at job costing so you make more money on every job? Great. Uh, are you trying not to hire another employee this year because that's a whole rigmarole, and so I don't want to do that. So I just want to get more efficient with the employees we have as it relates to project but, management. But, Paul, you know, I can imagine as you start running down that list, it's easy to get uh, 10, 12, 15 things, and you're like, yes, I want that. Yes, I want that. It's like being at a buffet, right? I just, just put it right on. So it's it's – I guess what you are focusing on is the idea that, yeah, that, that may all be on the list, but what are the top three? If you had to put them in order, what are the top three? Is that the goal? That's exactly right. So we even do that in the sales process and we try to whittle it down as much as we can. Uh, and then, so that would be step number two. So step one is include your, include the stakeholders in your business. So we have that buy-in up front. Therefore, when we go to implement and spend the time to train, you know, you've already made their, had their commitment from your employees like, hey, we all agreed we're going to do this. That's step one. So step two would be decide your desired outcome. And I would even say, Alex, quite honestly, you would whittle it down to three and then you would pick one. And you would train on that one part of your software to get to that one desired outcome. That training and then implementing it and then getting your, your actual outcome might take a week a month or a year, but I would bet you, I know with us, our system builder trend is that one desired outcome will pay for the system in a year. So it's okay to only do one thing. And that might be scheduling, right? Just to actually give you examples. It might be 
improving your change order process, scheduling, taking photos on every job, whatever it is, we encourage you to do one thing, get that implemented into your business and see some success. And then we'll move on to step two and three. Right. Kind of make it a habit, right? Make it a habit that, that now, okay, we got uh, documentation on the job through Builder Trend done. Everyone's doing it. Let's move on to the, to the next thing. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of construction companies profile uh, have employees, uh, and I, I'm not just wiping a, a very broad brush here. It's just the actual truth in the industry is that a lot of employee uh, companies employees are not tech savvy. So, right. at least all the companies I know have somebody in that generation, and there's nothing wrong with it that didn't grow up with technology. You know, 50, 60, 70 year old. Uh, they're super skilled at what they do. They know what they're doing, but they are in general, going to be resistance to uh, software, technology, and something new. And so by picking one thing and then implementing my third third tip, which is only involve the roles in your business that need to be involved. So like if the guy in the field who's a great carpenter does not need to use the software for your one desired outcome, then don't force it on that person, right? Only involve the people within your company, the roles within your business that need to be involved in the training and onboarding. And then when you roll out desired outcome number two or three, and that does involve the carpenter, he's going to see, he or she is already going to see the other employees in your company like it, talk about it, see the outcome. And so they're going to be much more open to using it. Well, yeah, that it, makes it makes sense. You know, going back to your, even just focusing on one thing, that's not something that I hear a lot. Uh, uh, I think it's, I think it's better advice. I think it's more realistic and practical advice. Um, but I hear a lot of vendors selling, selling the dream, right? You know, you'll be able to manage your entire construction business on the beach in Tahiti from your phone, yeah. uh, making more money, stressing less with our software. But I, you know, I, I don't think that's realistic. It's not, uh, right away. Um, that is something that progresses. That's something we realize too. Trust me, again, I have sales in, my, in, a, in the name of uh, my role here. And so I've been guilty of selling the dream. Um, that's not disingenuous because it's definitely true at a point. But myself and my team, we've really dialed it back to, to try to get as real with people as possible uh, and be okay with that. We say a lot, yeah, you may only use one of these features, but we are 100% confident. We'll stand behind that. That one feature will save you the time and money that not only makes up for what you're, what you're going to invest in a month or a year, but gets you X return as well. And that's true. So you, so I guess the number one thing is you better have a product that you, that can deliver on just one thing or, or yeah, you won't be able to say that. You know, I, uh, the just do one thing is interesting. You know, I, I, I actually implemented that general concept to my daily life, right? I, I used to have a list that I would make the night before of the things I wanted to get done the next day. And it was like a dozen things. And then I'd start the day and I'd, I, I wouldn't even get to the, to one of the dozen and I would feel so uh, dejected. So now all I do is I say, I, I, I wake up in the morning and I just want to, I just want to have one thing on my list and know that from the time I got to the office to the time I left the office, I, I had one thing to do and I got that one thing done. Um, then you feel like you've accomplished something. Yeah. And you probably did that thing really well rather than half-assing it and trying to get two or three things done. A absolutely. 
Um, yeah, that's great advice. The, uh, how do you guys, uh, is there something that you see that people tell you on a regular basis as that you find is some kind of misconception about project management software or a goal that people have, kind of a, a, an issue that has, um, or, or a story of, of things that have gone wrong that, that you've had to come in and, and fix? Yeah. So every software basically is designed and set up a certain way. Is build a trend super customizable? Yes. But before that, there are some linear things you need to do to make it work, right? And so a lot of companies, especially in construction, um, and maybe every, every business, we have business owners that are very uh, strong-willed, very opinionated. So they want to come in and use step five of our system in the financial area. Uh, and we try to tell them, great, we'll get you there. But don't forget, if you don't do step one, two, three, or four, you're not going to be able to use step five. So it doesn't really matter. But they want to push on anywhere. And so like, for instance, you can't use our estimating tool if you've not uploaded your cost codes and, and uh, uh, cost catalog items, right? Like that doesn't work. So I guess my advice to situations like that, because it does happen a lot, is if you get in bed with a vendor, make sure you trust them and then trust the advice they have. The beautiful, the beautiful thing about why I love selling cloud-based software, which basically the setup is you will pay us every month. But in turn, the way we look at it is we will earn your business back every month because we know you can walk out the door the next month. Why I love to sell that is that we better have a product and a process that we can back up and really deliver on. And, and I also am not asking a construction company to trust me for a year uh, with an over-the-phone online sale. So it's, it works both ways. Like we, we put pressure on ourselves to deliver, but on the flip side, um, the client needs to be able to trust that we are telling them steps in their best interest, not trying to pull one over on them. And so I would just say that was a long-winded response. But I guess to summarize, a lot of people kind of want to do what they want to do, which is great. But in turn, I would say trust your vendor on giving you the steps on to get there successfully. I, I, you've given us a lot of good advice uh, on, on ways to, to um, implement project management software. If someone wanted to get a hold of you, Paul, what's the best way to do it? My personal phone number. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, check out our website, buildatrend.com. Uh, there's uh, there's a sign up for a demo. You can even try it risk-free. There's 30 days. We On top of the month-to-month -month with us, we give a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can actually get your hands on it. Work with the, what we refer to as our Build-A-Trend coaches. They're the ones that do that discovery call with you find your desired outcomes, lay out the game plan for trading. You can actually start that process and still have like a 30-day money-back guarantee period. So best way, buildatrend.com. It's our website. Click on schedule a demo. Click on um, sign up for a 30-day money-back guarantee period, and our team will, will walk you through the rest. Perfect. Paul, thanks again for all your time and uh, giving us this valuable information. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great, Alex. Always good to chat with you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. And thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.